Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And don't forget, you can find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 142 of Sorta Awesome, and I want to say hello and welcome, welcome, and thank you to all of our brand new listener supporters. If you love our Facebook community where we're always sharing some awesome things and getting and also giving super helpful advice and recommendations, or maybe you have learned some pretty cool stuff from the show. Maybe you learned a little something about yourself and the people that you love and the people who drive you crazy on our most recent episode with Gretchen Rubin. I am still thinking about that episode, you guys. So good. (laughs) So much to learn from that. So if you have gotten something from our show or from our community that has changed your life in an awesome way, we would love for you to join our community of listener supporters. You can do that by going over to sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. And when you become a listener supporter, you can listen to all of the episodes that we have created just for our superstars. And you get access to our exclusive Facebook group. So again, that's sortaawesomeshow.com slash support for more details on how you can do that. All right, this is episode 142 of the show, and I am joined today by my lovely friend and very awesome co-host, Kelly Gordon. Hello, Kelly. Hey, Meg. Hey, awesomes. So as we've been saying, April is all about celebrating, and today we are talking about all the ways that we can make everyday celebrations feel a little bit more awesome. We have definitely talked about our major holidays on the show. We've talked about Christmas and Thanksgiving and all kinds of things. But today we thought it would be really fun to just talk about how can we make our everyday a little bit more sparkly and a little bit more fun. So we're going to be talking daily and weekly rituals. We're going to be talking family traditions and all those other little celebrations that make life a little bit more awesome. But first, Kelly, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week, that moment in the show when we share about the book's TV, music, podcasts, products, anything that we've got going on in our life that's making life a little bit more awesome. Kelly, 
What do you have this week? Well, Awesomes, because you are thousands of my closest friends. <laughs> really, I know we always say, <laughs> oh, you feel like friends. We kind of feel the same way too. Yeah. I am telling you today what I am telling all of my in real life friends, which is about a product that I can now serve my kids for breakfast that's kind of changed my life the last few weeks. Nice. Because they love it and it's healthy. And here's what it is. It is Podiac Power Waffles, huh. specifically the ones in the buttermilk and vanilla flavor. Okay. So I get these at Costco, but I did look it up and you can get them other places, Target, it looks like Walmart, you know, so you could look for them in the frozen section of your favorite grocery store. But here's why I like them. If you are not familiar with the Kodiak brand, Kodiak makes a lot of different breakfast mixes and that sort of thing, but they all have protein in them. Ah, perfect. Protein powder. Okay. So that's why I love them so much. I started initially because a former student told me about them buying the pancake mix, which you can get again, like at Target. They do sell it also at Costco in a like 72 ounce box. <laughs> and one of those, you have enough pancakes and waffles for the year sort of a thing to right. make for the mix. Yes. But when my student said, hey, here's a great option for you to have pancakes that also have protein, because sometimes when I feel like I'm feeding my kids pancakes or French toast, it's like it's just bread mm -hmm. for breakfast. There's not yeah. enough oomph there to really get them going through the day. So I started to buy the chocolate ones. They have a dark chocolate pancake mix yeah. that is phenomenal and not very sweet, very pretty healthy, lots of whole grain. And my kids think they're getting a huge treat when I make it. So then just a couple of weeks ago, I noticed in Costco that they now have, again, big boxes of Kodiak frozen waffles. These are pre-made toaster waffles that are have 100% whole grain. 12 grams of protein per serving, wow. which is just two waffles. Yeah. So that's the same as an egg. An egg has six grams of protein. Two eggs would have 12. So two waffles has the same amount of protein as two eggs. And really, the ingredients are very recognizable. It's like whole grain wheat. So obviously not great if you're gluten. But then it's got vanilla, buttermilk, some sugar. Even not that much sugar, though. It's got five grams of added sugar for a serving. So not too bad. And here's the fun thing is... Not only do they taste good, they smell amazing. Mm. They have all natural vanilla in there. Yeah. So putting them in your toast, we have a toaster oven, and heating those up, it makes the whole house smell like this wonderful vanilla. Like people come up and are like, what are you baking? Yeah. Like I just put a toaster. Yeah, like you've turned your kitchen into a bakery, it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. It smells so good. In fact, it almost becomes the smell of the toaster then. The other day I put some pizza in and it still smelled <laughs> like I was making waffles. <laughs> Have some vanilla pizza, everyone. Have some, have some vanilla pepperoni. <laughs> I mean, the pizza tasted good. It was just funny how it had just infiltrated the entire toaster oven. Or maybe it's a sign that we have already gone through two boxes of waffles in two weeks and there are 40 waffles per yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That so, sounds like you know, my house for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, especially my 14-year-old son, yeah. like this is convenient food. Yes. It is a carb-based delivery system. He can eat it in his hand. Yeah. So, you know, they'll put some peanut butter on yes. it or some butter and they'll just leave, you know, or walk around. So you can get them at any grocery store. But of course, if you go to Costco, they are just under $13 for a box of 40 waffles Wow! at my Costco. So yeah. I know that that may vary in different parts of the country. Can I also tell you real quick, if you're a Costco shopper, a couple of other things that really make my morning, if you're looking at breakfast stuff for your kids, one is, and I've mentioned this, I feel like somewhere in the hangout and people were a little side eye. Rebecca in particular was side eye at me. Costco now has already hard boiled and peeled eggs 
in a little two-pack container. Yes. So you can buy, I don't know, it's like probably 24 eggs in, you know, each one is in a little two egg pack to take and go. You guys, I know people are like, "Ah, I don't know that that weirds me out. People feel feel skeptical of the pre-peeled hard-boiled egg. Right. Hmm. Right. They do. But they don't need to. At least I'm sitting here saying I eat these almost every day. They're so quick and easy. And especially if you're trying to stay away from carbs and say, I just want some protein for breakfast. Oh, you cannot beat them. So I don't know that Target is going to have that. That's just a little extra added awesome for our Costco okay, shoppers. Okay, <laughs> good to know. What do you got for your awesome this week? Okay, so my awesome of the week this week is that I went ahead and tried from ThreadUp. We've talked about ThreadUp before. It's the online thrifting store of our dreams. Well, ThreadUp has created a goodie box And it is where they put together a big box of items for you to try. They ship it to you. I was like so curious about this because, you know, I've done Stitch Fix. I've done some other of those services where somebody shops for you and sends it to you and then you try it on. I thought, well, I'm going to give ThreadUp a try. So, Kelly, I think we know like ThreadUp is having a moment right now. really is. They have said that one in three women have shopped secondhand in the past year. Lots and lots of us are really seeing the value of shopping secondhand. And some of the things Laura and I were talking about ThreadUp recently on the show, some of the things that we really love about it, first of all, their website is so easy to navigate. And I love that on ThreadUp, it always remembers your preferences from the last time you're there. Now, I'm sure that the way the cookies sink into your computer and capture all of your <laughs> stuff to remember it. Who knows how all of that works, but it's really quite magical. They remember everything that you like and your sizes and kind of what you're shopping for. ThreadUp super well describes the clothes so that you're looking, if you're kind of picky and you're like, I don't know, I'm a little skeptical at secondhand. They disclose everything. They really do. I was reading on the ThreadUp FAQs that they actually only accept for resale. of the clothes that people send in to them. So, right. I think they only take things that were even, if they can tell, that were even bought within the last couple of years. Yes. Like they don't even take older things because they just say, well, this is too likely to be out of style. Yes. So, yeah, their stuff is really, I love ThreadUp. I've been shopping there for years. It's so fun and it makes it so easy. It really does. So, okay. So, they've created the goodie box. So, I went ahead to try this out because I knew not only would I enjoy the experience for myself, but I wanted to be able to tell you guys about it. So when I signed up to try a goodie box, at the time, it asked you to put down a $20 deposit on your goodie box. But now I was just going back to get some notes for recording with you today, Kelly. It looks like it's now only $10 for a deposit on your goodie box. So when you go to sign up for one of these, here's how it works. You can sign up for one of their themed boxes. Like right now, you could sign up for a spring essentials box if you just wanted to do like a spring refresh. They also do have a nine to five style. So your business looks, they have one of those themes, or you can do totally custom, which is what I did. They go through a series of questions with you, asking you questions kind of about what you're looking for. So when I signed up for my custom box from ThreadUp, the goodie box. I was actually looking, I was like, I'm going to try to bust out of my dresses and skirts habit. And I'm going to try to find some jeans and some pants. So I put that in the notes. That was what I was really looking for. 
but you know, there's all kinds of choices. You can even say that you're looking for like handbags and jewelry and scarves. They ask you how much you're willing to spend per piece and they kind of give you some price ranges to look at. So you have an idea once you get your box, like how much would I be willing to spend if I really loved a piece? And then they ask you to kind of describe your overall style and they give you some ideas of some like categories to choose. Are you preppy or bohemian or minimalist? And so you go through this whole style inventory with them. Then a stylist from ThreadUp takes it from there. They pack this big box full of stuff. It's really, when they say goodie box, they are not kidding you guys. It is full of stuff for you to check out. It ships to you for free. Once you get it, you open it up. Now you cannot preview what's in there. That might. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Do they send you an email and say, here's what's coming? No, it's truly. It's a a surprise. surprise. Yes. Now some people who might have a little bit more controlling tendency (laughs) might not like that. I thought it was so fun. It's like totally a surprise. Like somebody picked out all of these things for me. And so you open up this big box and you can go through, you have seven days from your delivery date. So from the time it arrives on your front porch, you have seven days to try on clothes, to think about it, think about what you might like to keep. And then you return the box. It comes with a prepaid shipping label. So you just pack back up in there anything that you do not want to keep and take it to UPS and drop it off, which is so easy. Now you do get to apply your $10. I mean, again, like I said, it was $20 for the deposit when I did it, but You apply that towards anything you want to keep. And then if you have built up some ThreadUp credit, then you can also apply your ThreadUp credits towards anything you want from your goodie box, which is so nice too. And so if you don't like a single thing in the box, if you decide you're not going to keep anything, that $10 deposit is non-refundable. So you're basically paying $10 fee for somebody to go do some shopping for you. And if you are somebody who doesn't like the crowds, doesn't like the mall, gets overwhelmed with choices, or has a lot of children underfoot and trying on clothes is not very fun or productive, (laughs) then to me, I think it's totally worth the $10 fee to have somebody go do some shopping for you. Now, Right. Well, I love the surprise of it, too. You know, like they're shopping for you, but yeah, you're not having to think about it yourself. That's kind of fun. It is so fun. One caveat I will offer right now, as far as I can tell, their dress sizes only get up to about size 14. So if you're above a size 14 right now, I didn't see anything. And like I said, I was kind of trying to click through to get some details for you guys. You may need to reach out and ask if there are sizes above that. So that's something to bear in mind. But so I got the box and then I was going to tell you some of just like the price range. The least expensive thing that was in my box was a dress from Isabel and Alice. And it was $18.99. And then the most expensive thing that I got, I put price per piece up to $75 because again, I was looking for some pants, which spoiler, I didn't end up keeping a single pair of pants. I just like had to have a moment with myself. Like, I don't like pants. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Accept it. It's okay. It's okay, Mick. You don't have to have pants. Thank you. Thank you for reassuring me. But you did keep some other things. I did. So even though you went in with this idea, this is what I think I'm going to get. They sent you some other things that you really liked. They did. They did. Now, I this was back at the end of February when I ordered mine. And so one of the things they sent that was the most expensive was a Marina Rinaldi sweater that was $73.99 that was originally like hundreds of dollars. So I didn't keep that either. But I did keep a couple of cardigans that they sent. I kept a really cute button up, just like a really pretty bright plaid blouse that they sent. Cute. 
So it was so much fun. And the reason that it's my awesome of the week this week is I'm going to do it again and do a spring essentials box and see what they pick for me. So well, I'm going to do it too. I didn't even know about this. And I love thread up. So I didn't know about the goodie box concept. This is super fun to think about. Yeah. I think you have said that you even have gotten like activewear. That's one of the choices that you can pick in your goodie boxes. If you're looking for activewear, you can pick that too. People have asked me sometimes, I would say, because I have a lot of activewear because I work out a lot. Mm -hmm. I mostly buy Athleta stuff or I'll I'll shop at Target too. But I get all of my Athleta stuff on ThreadUp for working out. Like I don't want to pay $80 for leggings. I will pay, you know, $32.99 for those same leggings and sometimes new with tags. Yes. So yeah, I get a lot of workout stuff. I really, I have never been disappointed with something that I've gotten from ThreadUp. Now, I haven't kept everything. You know, sometimes things don't fit. But the things that I have kept, I have loved and have been so, like, giddy because I'm not a bargain shopper. But to think, wow, I got this awesome piece of clothing for such little money and I'm helping the earth. We will put a link to ThreadUp in the show notes and you can check it out for yourself if you would like. So, you know, every single week we love sharing our awesome of the week with you all. And then in our sort of awesome hangout group, On Facebook every Friday, we open up the floor for you all to share your awesomes of the week with the whole community over there. So if you would like to join us in the Hangout, all you need to do is go to facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. All right, awesomes. I confess that just the other day, I confided to my best friend, Catherine, that I have gotten obsessed with the pores on my face. I told her I feel like that's all I see when I look in the mirror. She assured me that she has never noticed my pores, but that she is also constantly worrying about her own pore situation. Friends, I guess this is 40. But I have to tell you, I am loving the way my skin looks and feels since I started using the skincare line from Tula. Tula's line of skincare combines probiotics with other key ingredients to address all of your skin's needs. And not only is it amazing on my 40-year-old skin, my 13-year-old daughter loves it too. That's because Tula offers affordable probiotic products for all of your skincare needs. It's great for all skin types and all ages. Seriously, my combination skin that's prone to dry spots feels fantastic and my teen daughter's face with her oily prone skin is as clear as can be. I think Tula's Purifying Cleanser is my holy grail of cleansers and I've tried a lot of them. It removes all of your makeup and debris without over drying. But my daughter and I both really love the Proglycolic pH Resurfacing Gel. It gently resurfaces and balances your skin. That resurfacing gel, more than any product I have tried, has helped reduce my pores so I can finally stop obsessing over them. If you would also like to check out Tula and get 20% off of your purchase, go to Tula.com awesome and enter promo code awesome at checkout. That's Tula, T-U-L-A dot com slash awesome and enter promo code awesome at checkout for 20% off of your purchase. Thank you, Tula. Awesomes, we all know that if we want our families to take care of their bodies by eating healthy, we have to help them fall in love with how delicious eating healthy, whole, and real foods can be. That's why I'm so happy this episode is sponsored by Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers delicious meal kits right to your door, making healthy cooking easy and convenient for any family's busy lifestyle. Even if you have no experience in the kitchen, Sunbasket makes it easy to cook healthy, delicious meals at home. And now you have more options than ever. You can go to the Sunbasket app and pick from 18 
weekly recipes so that you're in the kitchen cooking up dishes like steaks with chimichurri and harissa or my family's new very favorite, the salmon with roasted new potatoes and green beans. They really do have a meal delivery plan for every family. There are paleo options, gluten-free, lean and clean, vegan, family style options, Mediterranean, and more. Sunbasket always works with the best farms and suppliers to bring you fresh, organic produce, and you can whip it all up in 30 minutes. To check out Sunbasket for yourself, go to sunbasket.com slash sorta today to learn more and get $35 off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash sorta for $35 off. sunbasket.com slash sorta. Thank you, Sunbasket. Okay, so yes, April, we are celebrating. We're celebrating because it's sort of Awesome's third birthday this month, and we are talking all things celebration. Kelly, you and I have talked about some pretty big holidays here on the show, like the big deal. You got to, you know, like full guns blazing, pull out all of the nice stuff, the pretty china, the tablecloths, but there's more to celebrating in life than the big major holidays. Right. And when we were preparing for this show, you know what came to mind for me? And you will probably appreciate this because I know you love Pixar movies. There's this line from the movie Up where Russell is describing some of his favorite memories with his dad. And he says, that might sound boring, but I think the boring stuff is the stuff I remember the most. And I just really love that little line. I've remembered it for, I don't remember a lot of details from movies, but I have remembered that line for a long time because I think it's so true that our everyday stuff is really the stuff that for ourselves and for our families, those are the memories that we can definitely carry forward with us. So it's definitely true. I think I might have to cry like (laughs) Pixar, like no other thing. You guys, I'm not a crier anymore, but Pixar knows that exact spot to push. That is exactly the truth. And I think that's true even in our own lives. Like if you look back right now, Awesomes, and think about your childhood or your young adult years, oftentimes the things that stick out are not the big holidays, the big celebrations. It is more of the everyday that becomes special. So yeah, I love this show topic because here we get to celebrate the everyday. Totally, totally. Okay, well, I want to start out with rituals, which some people may not automatically think of something like rituals when we're talking about celebrations. But my whole like day-to-day life runs on little rituals that I have built in for myself to kind of make every day feel like a celebration at different points of the day, or maybe every week that there's these little touch points that are like, I always do this on this night or on this day, on this afternoon, I do always do this after breakfast or whatever. So I wanted to share a couple of my favorite rituals with you all. And then Kelly, I know you have some to share too. First of all, one of my favorite things to do On Mondays, you all know that I like to do the grocery pickup. That has revolutionized my life, and I celebrate it every single week. (laughs) A little party in the Walmart parking lot. Yes, because I get my Walmart grocery order, and I get my Sam's grocery order, and I'm home in less than a half an hour. I love it. Well, to go along with my celebration of grocery pickup and how it has changed my life, I love to listen to the brand new episode of Babysitter's Club Club podcast, which always drops on Monday mornings. And so I have paired these two things together and it has become such a true ritual for me. Monday mornings are about me and cleaning up my fridge and putting up groceries and Jack and Tanner and Babysitter's Club Club. And I genuinely, I mean, I love a Monday anyway. I know I'm a weirdo, but Mondays are just like 
so fresh and full of possibility. And now I actually doubly love Mondays because I have built this little ritual into my week that I love so much. And another one that's kind of along those lines and that it's weekly is, Kelly, one thing that I really have learned from you on this show is the importance of really observing a Sabbath, a time Mm. of rest and delight. And I was so terrible about actually practicing this. Like I would say, I believe in this concept, but then I would just never make it happen. Right. And so one thing that I have started doing is on Sundays, Sunday mornings, we have church, we go, come home, get everybody fed some lunch, put up the church clothes, all of the things. And then when all of that stuff is done on Sunday, I have been physically changing my church clothes straight into pajamas every Sunday after church. Wow. (laughs) As a reminder to myself to rest. I am not a napper and I usually actually don't really take naps, but it's like an actual physical thing that says, no, you're not going to go out and try to do some shopping. You're not going to sneak onto the computer and get some work done. It is a time to rest and do something that you delight in. And so whether that's reading or playing with my kids or watching a movie with the kids or something like that, then I have that reminder that that's what we're doing right now. So I love that. I love the physical reminder of it, you know? Yeah. Right. And then, you know, just like daily, I noticed as I was typing up some notes that a lot of mine have to do with evening ritual. I guess that's a big Mm. deal to me. So I really appreciate the time that I take every night to kind of do what I call closing the kitchen, which is the last wipe down of the counter, sweeping up, getting everything tidy and ready for the next morning. And the kids know, like once mom has closed the kitchen, the snacking is over. It's done. No dishes in the sink, nothing. We're done. The kitchen's closed. I really look forward to that time every night. It's a little nightly ritual for me. Another thing that I do every night is do my whole skincare routine, which Mm -hmm. I know some people are like, oh, I hate washing my face. I never do it. I always forget. I'm always too tired. But I have come to really appreciate that time as a true moment of like a little bit of self-care that I look forward to every day. I have a lot of products. And it's not that I'm doing it like out of vanity or anything like that. I just really like those few minutes of kind of taking the day off and yeah, just indulging in a little self-care at the end of the day. So those are some of my daily and weekly rituals, Kelly. I would love to hear about some of yours. Yeah. Well, and they're really habits, right? But I feel like habits sometimes has a negative connotation. So I actually really like the word ritual, like things that you're doing to invest in yourself, not just because other people say you have to, right? Right. So in some ways, I think that I'm almost the mirror of you. A lot of mine are in the morning and I've kind of stumbled into them because I'm not a morning person by nature. But what I have learned, and this happened a few years ago when all of my kids started to attend the public school district that we live in. So then they started to ride the bus. Because prior to that, a couple of my kids went to a private school, so I was driving people. So that bus thing changed the rhythm and feel of our entire mornings. So I stumbled into this. It wasn't something that I looked for. But the idea that I can now get up, and I basically have, from the time I'm getting up to when my last kids get on the bus, I have a good two hours of just hanging out with different kids and getting breakfast and packing lunches. So that feel of that easy morning of not getting up rushed, not getting up stressed. I don't even usually have somewhere that I have to go as soon as they leave. I might have to go somewhere within an hour, but you know, I still have time once they're out the door 
to take a shower and do those sorts of things. So that kind of easy feel of a morning where I can focus on people. Yes. And at the same time, I am doing small things that need to get done that if I don't do them right away, they become a bigger deal than they really are. Yes. So for example, unloading the dishwasher. I unload the dishwasher almost as my big kids are getting up and they're leaving. I've usually got a lunch pack. So doing that just gets it done. And I'm not even really awake enough to pay attention to the fact that I don't like this very mundane sort of task, (laughs) you know? Yes. So what I find is that in the mornings, if I'm kind of just low key, easy waking up, and I'm doing these sorts of things, maybe folding a load of laundry, for sure making the beds, that's non-negotiable in my house. I'm doing all this kind of daily work to set my day up, but I'm not even completely cognizant of it. And it's just a nice feel in our home that no one is having to rush. That's always my thing is just rushing is so hard in the morning. It's so hard. Yes. So hard for your spirit. It's hard for parents to be rushing kids and it's hard for kids to be rushing. You know, they don't usually like it either. So to get my big kids out the door and my little ones get to eat breakfast and then they play and read, like it's just a wonderful start to an everyday sort of thing. So that has become kind of this really important, joyful ritual to me. And then once I do get the kids off and I'm going to go take a shower, here's the other part of my morning that I love is usually while I'm showering, I listen to a news podcast since I don't want to get up and get on my phone. So that's something else. While I'm doing that two hour easy start to my morning, I'm usually I'll check my phone for messages, but otherwise I'm not on social media. I'm not checking the headlines. I'm not really even reading my email because usually Mm -hmm. it can wait, you know, So the first thing I do is it's usually NPR's up first, which we've talked about on the podcast before, because it's just a sum up of the day ahead and the day prior. So I set my iPad like in the bathroom and like play it really loud so I can hear it while I'm taking a shower. And that makes me so happy Yeah, because it's something that I'm doing for myself. Like you said, I have no one interrupting me. I love news. And so it's just a little ritual. I would say the other things are you know, some sort of exercise every day, which is a habit, but also a ritual that has become really important to me. Looking at my day and saying, well, when are you going to do that little thing? Like you said, it's not really about vanity. It's not about someone else forcing me to do something. It's about Mm self-care. This is me investing in myself and my mental health. And of course, in my physical health. And then when you do get to evening, I would say I also clean up my kitchen Like everything, I actually really like to have all that stuff done before my little kids go to bed, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean that there's no snacking them because then the big kids like wake up. They're like, it's nine o'clock. Let's have cereal. Let's talk. Yes. So they all come out into the kitchen once the little kids are in bed, but just to have the majority of the work done. And then it's one of those evolved rituals. But when I looked at my day, I thought this is truly there. It is saying goodnight Mm. individually to each kid. Yeah. So if I'm sitting in with Kieran as I'm waiting for him to go to sleep, if somebody, one of the teenagers is going to go to bed, they come in and say goodnight to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because their bedrooms are on a different level. Yes. So just that check-in of saying, how are you? You know, real quick, even if it's just, I love you, you know, making eye contact and saying, I'm here has become one of those things that if sometimes my 14-year-old will go to his room theoretically to get ready for bed and just fall asleep. Yeah. Which is wonderful because he's the one who has the hardest time falling asleep normally. So, but then he doesn't come say goodnight to me and I'm sad. Oh, yes. Because that is that, you know, like wonderful little touchstone before I go to bed at night. So, you know, those are all daily. They're just daily rituals. But if you're missing them, you notice what they bring to your life. Yes, absolutely. 
Well, we do this from time to time where we open up the floor and ask you guys to tell us about what you are doing that's really awesome in your life. And so we asked in our hangout group for the awesomes to share with us some ideas about everyday celebrations. And so this, we asked for you to send in either a voicemail or an email. So this first voicemail that we're going to hear from is from Jill, and she's going to tell us about a weekly ritual that she and her family have created. My name is Jill Van Dries from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Back when my husband wore dinks, that's double income, no kids, we loved to go out to nice restaurants and go out to eat. And then when my first child came, that came to a screeching halt until we figured out Mexican restaurants. Mexican restaurants are cheap, fast, and loud, which are all conducive to dining with children. Plus, as kids get older, you can throw chips in front of them. So um, we have seven children now which might be because of the margaritas that Mexican restaurants offer you. But we have kept up that tradition on Friday nights almost to this day. And um, it's a great way to reconnect after a work week and start the weekend. Okay, well, let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about traditions. These are the things that we can look forward to that are sometimes attached. We often think of actually traditions being attached to our big holidays, but there are so many opportunities to build and create these little traditions that are just for fun and maybe are associated with kind of the smaller events in life. For example, one thing that we do in my family, a tradition that has built up over time is going to get on the very first day of summer break, I load up the kids and take them to our favorite donut shop down the street. And we do first day of summer donuts, which is a very big deal for my kids. We hardly ever have sugar for breakfast. But we go to the donut shop, they get to like look in the case and pick the fancy donuts. It's not just like a big box of glazed donuts. It's like the fancy donuts. Everybody gets to pick their favorites. And it feels like such a celebration at the beginning of summer break. Of course, they're already, you know, high on life because (laughs) it's the start of summer break. (laughs) But that's a tradition they look forward to. And I mean, I couldn't dare forget it. I have one very tradition minded child, my 10 year old daughter loves all traditions that we have created. And if I even like dared to forget, she would be right up in my business. Remind me, we got to go to the donut shop. So Kelly, I would love to hear about some of the Gordon family traditions. Okay. Well, just like you just said, I feel like a lot of our traditions have come about because we did something once and the kids loved it so much. They're like, we're doing that again, right? Yes. yes, And so that's how it goes, right? So it wasn't that I set out to say, hey, let's do this and let's make it a tradition. Let's do this annually. One year, this is a tradition that has just developed. We went to one of our local little ice cream shacks. They open usually in March. So winter is not always even over, but they open like March through Halloween. So when they're going to open, they're like, you know, today's our first day. That was a tradition. We were like, well, we're going. I don't care if we're standing in the snow eating ice cream. This is like a little break of saying spring is coming, summer is coming, (laughs) we're getting there. Yes. And so always to go to Cup and Cone on the first day that they open has become a tradition. Now, we missed it this year. Oh, no. Probably because there was like a blizzard. They were even open in the big blizzard that we had the other weekend. Oh, bless their hearts. Oh, my goodness. They're like, come on in. Flavor of the day is orange. (laughs) Soft serve sort of ice cream. Anyway, but they love that. They love that, that we're going even though it's not ice cream weather, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just a little marker in their yeah. year. I think a lot of our traditions have to do with summer hmm. because they're home. Yeah. There's more time and we are doing more. I think it, for a lot of people who live in northern climates, 
you know, anywhere around the globe. It's such a celebrated season because it's so short. Yes. So one thing that we have started to do kind of coincidentally, but this is, it truly is what we're doing is we've almost like picked a TV show as a family to binge in the summer. Oh, fun. Something, yeah, like we're not designating it thus. Yes. But it ends up being that way. So like last summer we were all watching Good Luck Charlie, which is an old Disney show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people know it, it, but I don't know. My kids think it's hysterical. You know, like they're fall down laughing. Even the teenagers are laughing at it. So we would, you know, after dinner or if you have a few breaks, we're like, hey, we want to pull up a new episode of Good Luck Charlie. And we've done that with Phineas and Ferb. We've for sure done it with some of the cooking shows. The Great British Bake Off was in there at some point. So some sort of a TV show that we're like, this is what we're going to watch. And just FYI, I love Phineas and Ferb. And so I'm choosing to make that our TV show for this coming summer because I want to watch it again. It's It's so so funny. funny. It's so clever. It's so clever. We also do donuts. Ours are homemade donuts on the day before you go back to school. So for us, that's usually Labor Day weekend. Uh So Labor Day weekend, that is what it means to us is donuts. Oh, I love that. Which is, it's kind of funny because, you know, sometimes those Memorial and Labor Day, if you don't have a direct tie, you're like, I don't know. I guess we grill. Like, what are we celebrating here? My kids are like, donuts, homemade donuts. That's what we're celebrating. (laughs) And it's nice because then you have donuts that week as you're easing back into the school tradition. But then there's just a lot of things like we go to our small town's summer parade and we sit in the same spot and we go pick strawberries when the strawberry fields are open kind of early in the mornings. We binge on strawberries for a little while. We go to the farmer's market almost every Friday. You know, kids, they just love those kind of weekly traditions. And like you Mm -hmm. said, I have a couple who in particular, if it's a Friday and I'm thinking, I don't really need anything from the farmer's market this week. They're like, it's Friday. We're going to the farmer's market, right? Like, yes, this is what we do. So even our trips have become that way a little bit. We, for the many years now, we have gone to family camp in some shape or form. And this might be the summer that we're not going to go. Like we're starting to grow out of that tradition. Teenagers, just there's not as much for them to do at family camp. And so if they can't, that we've been going with their cousins and that's super, super fun. But if they can't go this year, we're kind of like, eh, maybe we'll skip it. And our like tradition-minded 10-year-old is so sad. Like, this is what we do in the summer oh, is we go to family camp. Yes. So it's funny how kids will latch on to a lot of things. And I think if we as parents mm-hmm. are open enough to see what they're responding to. Oh, oh, I just remembered. Here's a horrible tradition. Is this a confession show? Oh, no. Oh, let's make it one. <laughs> this is wrong. But our tradition on Good Friday is to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. Isn't that horrible? It's a little it's horrible. It's a little horrible, but here's what happens. It's always kind of wintry in Minnesota. We have the day out of school. We usually go to Chuck E. Cheese yeah. once every year, and we're always going to do it when the weather's not good. And you're like, we're not going to go in the summer. And so that, we were like, oh my gosh, this is our tradition. This is what we do to celebrate our Lord's death. We go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> But now our kids know. Well, listen. Now our kids know, and they're like, yeah. we got to work that, that Good Friday service around our Chuck E. Cheese attendance, Mom. Good Friday is a day to meditate the suffering of our Lord. And I'll tell you what, there is no place on this planet that I suffer personally like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> well, there you go. There. Well, let's give it a spiritual spin. So, but it was one of those things that we did by happenstance, and then the kids noticed it, and then it became funny, and now it's family lore. Oh my goodness. Okay. Good. See, yeah, it's true. Like you just do something one time, and then somebody comes along and is like, "Hey, hey, aren't we going to do right. that?" <laughs> and then before you know it, a tradition is born. So, we asked you all about some of your traditions, and so Kelly and I are going to read some of the ones that you all sent in, starting with Wendy from New York, who had a couple to share with us. 
She said that on the last day of every vacation or school break, my husband takes our kids to the movies. He did this with his own father growing up and feels like it's the best way to squeeze every ounce out of vacation, which Kelly, I think that's so brilliant. I mean, my kids love going to the movies because, you know, taking all four kids to the movies by the time you buy tickets and some popcorn snacks, it is an investment. It really is. I really do love that idea that like on the last day, let's just go celebrate by going to the movies. Wendy also said that they do a soup swap. So she said every January after the hubbub of the holidays are over and the doldrums of the winter have set in, we host a soup swap with our group of friends and their kids. Each family makes enough for one kind of soup to share with the other families and packages it up in four cup Tupperware containers. Then we all get together to catch up have snacks, socialize, and present our soups. This involves the soup maker giving a lively description of the soup they made and basically selling everyone in the room on it. Then everyone leaves with four to six containers of a new soup that they can either eat right away or freeze for later. It's one of my favorite days of the year and eating comforting soup that my beloved friends have made for the next month just makes the feeling continue. Oh, I love I it. I love that. That's so fun. That's like, I'm going to have to adopt it. I feel like that's like peak Huga yes. right there. It's to host a soup swap because it brings in the hospitality element. It's You're doing it in the, the heart of winter. I mean, good job, Wendy. This is amazing. So thank you for sending those in. Okay, so I have one from Kim who lives in Michigan. And she says, I want to tell you how my friends and I celebrate the first day of school. Two weeks before my oldest son started kindergarten, I moved about 45 minutes away from all my close friends to a new home in a new district. Of course, turns out we love it here, but I do miss those connections that I made in the early childhood days. So she says, one of my friends lives on a lake. When we drop off our kids on the first day of school, we all head to her house and spend the day on her boat catching up and celebrating another year of our kids getting older and our friendships getting better. It's the best way to kick off the school year. We've all gone back to work but take the day off even to be together every year. Oh my gosh, that gave me chills just now, just thinking about it. I love that. It's kind of the dual thing of both celebrating your kids and like she said, celebrating friendships. So cool. Yeah, that's wonderful. I have just gone to brunch sometimes with my BFF who both of our youngest started kindergarten the same year. So in fact, that very first year when the youngest kids went away to kindergarten, all of a sudden we both had a whole day. We were like, we're going to brunch and we are getting mimosas. So we did that. And then we ended up talking until it was time to go get our kids. Like the lunch rush was coming. And we were like, okay, I'll run to Target then. And then we'll have to go pick them up. So I would rather do it on a boat on a lake. I love Kim's idea. And I love the fact that you're getting together. So even if you're a little sad, you're going to be with your friends who are going to be like, it's okay. And if you're not sad at all, you're going to be friends who are going (laughs) to hand you a glass of champagne and say, we made it through the summer. So just marking the growth of life, right? That's what traditions are about. Totally. Okay, well, this next tradition comes from Jenna in Ohio, and she says, you guys are going to love this, the bra fairy came when I got my first bra. I woke up to my first bra hanging in my room with a note that said, love the bra fairy. (laughs) (laughs) Jenna says, my middle school self was mortified. How could my mom be so embarrassing? Of course, looking back, I'm not sure why I was so embarrassed. It's not like anyone else but my sister saw it. My younger sister loved it, though, and I plan on using this idea when I have girls of my own. It was a cute way to celebrate a coming-of-age moment. 
So thank you for that, Jenna. I mean, when you're in middle school, isn't everything the most embarrassing thing you can think of? Like every single thing. It's true. It's true. But at the same time, it takes some of the stigma yes. away from it, even though you're embarrassed. Hopefully your mom yes. say, hey, this is a great thing. And like right. celebrate it is going to make maybe the sting. I don't know. We feel so like ashamed of everything yeah. in middle yes. school. Like, oh, I can't tell anybody. So this is happening. So just to be like, no, it's a part of life. We're celebrating life. It's so true. Now, we didn't do the bra fairy in our house, although I do think that it's a very clever and fun way to do it. But we did do the passy fairy when it was time for my kids who had passies. All of them except for one have had passies. So when it was time to move the passies out of the house finally, and by out of the house, I mean straight into the dumpster, (laughs) then the passy fairy would come and bring a special gift to the little one who was letting go of their passy habit. So, right. So fun. I love it. Okay. So I have another one from Alyssa from New Jersey, who says one of our favorite traditions happens on Memorial Day. Although everyone around us goes to the Jersey Shore to pick off the official start of summer, my husband and I hate the beach. We live an hour outside New York City. So we throw a picnic blanket and a Frisbee in the car and drive into Manhattan because bonus, no traffic. Yeah. And we go to a nice grocery store, grab some food for a picnic and find a shady spot in Central Park to relax for a few hours. The kids run around, climb on the rocks, and we have a lovely meal and family time. We always stop for ice cream before heading home. And it's a small tradition that my kids talk about all year long. Oh my gosh, it's almost Memorial Day. I'm hoping Alyssa and her husband could maybe adopt me for just Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) Right? Because I went in on this. (laughs) Seriously. And what a great way to flip the script to say, well, everybody else does this, but that's not our thing. So we're going to do this instead. And then it just becomes one of those fun things that your kids always remember. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Our next one comes from Danielle in Kentucky. We love Danielle. She's such an awesome and very sweet and supportive part of our community. So Danielle said that her tradition is, my children and I have a sit down breakfast in a restaurant on the first and last day of every school year. It has always been our way of starting and ending the year on a positive note. As a teacher myself, I admit that I need this too. I love that. That is just so cool. I mean, my kids are, you know, they think anytime that we get to go out to eat is a big treat, but to go out for a special breakfast before your big first day or your fun last day. Oh, such a good tradition. Love it. Yeah, I love that. Anytime you get to go out to eat with your parents, especially if it could be one-on-one, I was just thinking about how we might be able to do that. I love that idea. Yeah. So here's one that's also about the first day of summer, the last day of school. This comes from Ginny Wilson from Tennessee. She says, one of my favorite celebrations is the first day of summer. Fist bump, Ginny. (laughs) On the morning after the last day of school, my kiddos come down to a table spread with summer fun stuff. Usually it involves a book and then a few other things that each kid especially will use that summer. Water bottles, beach towels, craft kits, bubbles, etc. We don't do much in the way of Easter baskets, so this is something I found fun. I'm usually as excited as they are for a week or so anyway. (laughs) And then you're like, I regret getting this craft kit because it's making a big mess everywhere. (laughs) But no, that's a great way to do it. You know, here's something that we've thought about doing for that first day of summer, that last day of school, is especially with older kids, leaving a couple of water guns out, if the weather permits, on the driveway for the kids as they get off the bus and say, if you pick up this gun, the war begins. And then you're somewhere else with a water gun. Yes. And so you just, you know, the chase ensues. So this is that same idea of saying, hey, you made it and we're going to celebrate now. And here's some fun things that we have to look forward to that you can't do at other times. So what a great idea. And 
a great way maybe to give them things that you might be getting them anyway. Yeah. But yeah. to call attention to it and make it a part of something that's a tradition. Yes, totally. My best friend, Catherine, does that for Easter baskets. She just uses Easter baskets every year as like, here's your new swimsuit. Here's your new towel. Like she does all the summer stuff because, you know, we're warmer at Easter. We're a little closer to summer than you guys are. Right. So, but yeah, it's such a fun way to do that. Well, lastly, Liz called in with this voicemail, and I love Liz's insight into this tradition because she took a tradition from her childhood and adapted it and made it work for her as a grown-up. Hey, my name's Liz Wind, and I'm in Wichita, Kansas. Growing up, I really loved Kansas Day, as my father worked at the state capitol, and my mom would make Sunflower Spritz cookies for him to take to work on Kansas Day, and I loved helping her. As an adult, I have celiac disease, and so a few years ago, I decided to buy a cookie press and figure out how to modify her recipe to make it gluten-free. And I've made it a few times and taken them to work, and it's been really fun, and I've enjoyed carrying on the family tradition. Awesome's spring is here, and that means it's almost time for us to fire up our grills. And whether you're feeding your family or the whole neighborhood, you're going to want to check out ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork directly to your door. Here's how it works. When you go to ButcherBox, you get to choose from boxes that have been curated to include a mix of high-quality beef, chicken, and pork. All of ButcherBox's meat is frozen at the peak of freshness in individual vacuum-packed biodegradable packaging that ships with a carefully calculated amount of dry ice to make sure it stays frozen until it gets to your doorstep where they have shipped it to you for free. ButcherBox believes in a healthier food system where everyone has access to meat the way nature intended, free of antibiotics and hormones and humanely raised. So you can kind of think of ButcherBox as like your neighborhood butcher. My family loved the selection that ButcherBox sent us. If you have never tried grass-fed or free-range or heritage breed meats, you will not believe the difference in flavor, in taste, and even in texture that you will experience when you fix up a big batch of meat for your family from ButcherBox. For free bacon, and who doesn't want free bacon, and $20 off of your first box, go to ButcherBox.com com slash awesome and enter promo code awesome at checkout. That's free bacon, $20 off of your first box as well when you go to butcherbox.com slash awesome and enter promo code awesome. Thank you, ButcherBox. Awesomes, are you ready for a summer filled with fun in the sun? And have you picked out your beach and pool gear for this year? This episode of Sorta Awesome is sponsored by ModCloth, the company that specializes in fashion at any size, including fun swimwear fashion. If you're looking for the perfect fit, you will love that ModCloth's signature label comes in a full size range from extra, extra small to 4X, so you can hit the beach in aquatic prints, rainbow brights, and sun swimwear. Swimwear. But maybe this summer means wedding bells are chiming for you. Don't forget that you can find everything you need in the Mod Cloth Bridal Boutique, whether you're a bride, a bridesmaid, or the very best dressed guest at the wedding. You can even get free sizing and styling help from their team of mod stylists. I love that the Mod Cloth Bathing Suit Collection is filled with darling retro inspired styles, including my very favorite, the Bathing Beauty One Piece in the Cherry Pie print. It's a classic red 
Buckingham that totally channels vintage bathing suits from days gone by. If you're ready to do your summer shopping, get ready because Mod Cloth has a special offer just for the awesomes. To get 15% off of your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com and enter promo code awesome at checkout. That's 15% off of your purchase of $100 or more at modcloth.com and enter promo code awesome at checkout. Hurry because this offer expires on June 29th of 2018. Thank you, Mod Cloth. Okay, so we've talked traditions. I wanted to talk a little bit about just everyday celebrations, just the little things that we do that make the everyday feel a little bit more fun. I have one little one that we've actually just kind of started doing, and that is after dinner coffee. I've talked about many times on the show that my husband and I love coffee. It is a shared, mutual, beloved love language between the two of us. And so what we've started doing just in the past few weeks is we have one of those mocha pots, one of the ones that's like a stovetop coffee brewer thing that we absolutely love. It was one of my earliest awesomes of the week. Still have it, still love it. In fact, we love it so much we had to upgrade our size and get the next (laughs) size up. Like we're at the nine cup one now, I think. And so my husband will go around town. We have great places, local coffee roasters, or even to Whole Foods and pick up fancy coffee. Not what we usually drink during the day, not the regular run-of-the-mill stuff, but a fancy coffee. After dinner, every night, he brews a little pot of coffee. He and I have a nice big mug because we drink coffee all the time. We can actually drink it in the evening and it doesn't even affect us. We have a problem. Okay, that was my question. I know. We have a problem. We'll just talk about that another time. (laughs) But my girls have started to like to have a little, like we have those little espresso, like Dimitas cups. They'll have like a half of one. So they get just like a little bit of fancy coffee, but not enough that they're like climbing the roof at, you know, 10 at night. So anyway, it's just a fun way to celebrate really the end of each day. And that's when we've been having some of our best talks with our girls. The twins are long gone and running around and playing by this time, but it's such a great check-in time of every day. And so even though we're not celebrating anything like an event or a milestone or anything, sometimes, especially when you're 10 and 13 years old, just making it through the day. And honestly, when you're 40 and 42, (laughs) making it through another day is something to celebrate. So we've kind of been building that in as a little celebration at the end of the day. So Kelly, how about you guys? Yeah, well, I think that that same sort of idea, only for me, what we're doing is it's more one-on-one with my kids as they come home from school. It's that moment for me to check in with them. And really, I view it as a celebration. It's a celebration of who they are and how their day went. So it's not like a party every day, but usually I am trying to prep and say, who's coming home next? Because my kids kind of come home in waves. So usually my 14-year-old comes home first. So just to mentally be prepared, so this is my job, is to say, he gets off the bus at three, I'm going to be done with my work at three, at least for a little bit, for half an hour, I'm going to go and stand and talk to him and be like, how was your day? How are you doing? Or just talk at him because he maybe doesn't want to share things, but you know, there's things that I know that he's thinking about. And so Mm -hmm. it's just a good way to be able to celebrate the achievements that they do have. So it's like, oh, you did a great job on that test. I'm so proud. Like, let's, even if it's just, hey, let's have a bowl of cereal together or let's run and get some ice cream or, you know, something like that. Let's watch a TV show together. He and I are starting to do stuff like that. Yes. It's just an everyday moment to celebrate each individual kid is what I'm trying to do to say, hey, look me in the eye, 
tell me how you're doing. I love you. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad you're home and that we get to be together for the next few hours, even if that together means, you know, homework and bath and everybody's going to end up on a screen at some point and just kind of veg. It's still, it's like that moment to say, I'm celebrating you. Yes. And then this is another small one. It's more specific. But what we have started to do is our kids are reluctant to learn to ride their bikes. They are Mm. freaked out by it. They love their scooter, whatever other little, you know, instrument they're riding around on. So we have started to, when that kid gets to ride their bike, finally learns how to do it without training wheels, they get to go to breakfast with dad. Just with dad, because dad is usually the one who's riding alongside of them, you know, helping them get it. It's kind of one of his jobs in our family. So that's their reward. And it's it's a very big deal. So lots of times they're like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, I love you, dad, but I just don't think I'm ready yet. That's fine, too. We let them go at their own pace. But when they get there, it's just an everyday, it's a small thing, right? I mean, these things, it's like losing a tooth. You know, like they happen, even the bra theory. But at the same time, they're not a big deal. But by pointing them out and calling attention and making a little bit of extra effort, you can make it into a celebration. Totally. I so agree. That is such a cool one. I really like that. So here's some of the ones that you all, the awesomes, have shared with us. This is from Kara, who lives in Arkansas, but she's originally from the hometown that Laura Tremaine and I share. So hi, Kara. She wrote that she has a couple of ways to do everyday celebrations. One, she says, I buy fancy, cheap paper napkins to put in the kids' lunchboxes. So she'll do the ones, she says, that are holiday-related, Halloween, Christmas, Easter, Valentine's, birthday. She said, I figure it might make their day a little brighter, which I love that. My mom was one who, when I was growing up, used to do like a little handwritten note, I love you, love mom. And all four of my kids take their lunch every day, and I am... I have not been that mom to write the little notes, but just buying some cheap, fun napkins to put in there. That's so great. That's so so great. And there's so many things you could put in lunches. Like I have some, I've forgotten about them. You know, little joke cards and things that people were making for a while just to make your kids day brighter. I love that. Thank you, Carrie. You like brought that back to mind. Totally. She also has a really fun idea for the tooth fairy, which every family does the tooth fairy a little differently. Some have really lazy tooth fairies like my family, but Kara has a fun solution for it. She says, I spray a bunch of dollar bills with gold glitter spray, and then I keep them in a folder way up high where the kids can't reach. I printed off some tooth fairy receipts that I keep in the same folder. Each lost tooth gets a glitter dollar and a handwritten note from their tooth fairy. This also helps me be prepared and not without money. When the tooth falls out at 10 p.m., which how many times has that happened? It seems like it's inevitable that it's like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Mom, I lost this tooth. It's like, well, good. Uh, I guess I'll go clean out my van and see if I can find some change. (laughs) See if I can find enough quarters. (laughs) It's the worst. We like to joke that our tooth fairy is like the proverbial French person. She's often on strike. Yeah. So, you know, she can't come right away, but that's okay. She's like eating really good cheese and bread and she'll be here eventually. eventually. Yes. So Kara, thank you for those ideas. So I have one from Sandy Klonginger from Arkansas. And this is a really good one because I bet there's a lot of awesomes who are in this same boat. She says, my husband is a farmer and I didn't grow up around agriculture. So I have made up happy harvest day. When all of the crops have been harvested and we get to have family dinner at a normal time again. And I get us a little happy treat like cupcakes or camping gear or something to celebrate that moment. You know, she says it signals a change that he will be home more often. And then I need to be more mindful of our evenings together and meals together. And I don't have to pack lunches for him anymore. It's just a big shift 
in the way your life works. And I love that, Sandy, because it acknowledges we all have routines and rhythms in our families, especially if your husband is a farmer. Mm -hmm. We lived in a farming community for a little while. It is a big deal when finally everything is harvested and you can rest. Originally, the idea of Thanksgiving, right? But it's not always falling on that holiday. So the idea to celebrate it as a family is awesome. Totally. Okay, well, this one is from Laura in Texas, and she says, I live a good girls' night out or girls' night in. I used to host a monthly Pokino night. Is that how you say it? Pokino? I think so. I'm not sure. I know what it is, but I don't know how to say it. I haven't heard people talk about it. I read it. (laughs) Well, Laura can help us if we mispronounce that, but she said she hosted one in her home for a group of ladies that I met through church. Everyone brings a small wrapped gift. And we play Dirty Santa style. We had so much fun. And there was some fierce competition when it came to stealing a prize. So those are so fun. And again, just like little ways to celebrate. Yes, everybody thinks of doing Dirty Santa gifts exchanges around the holidays. But why not do it in March or, you know, whenever you're getting together? So fun. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so here's a good one from Jennifer. From Virginia. So she apparently is a fostering parent. So she says, one thing I've done since fostering is that I take old note cards left over from the thank yous we sent after my grandmother died, right? So why pitch a box of nice note cards with envelopes, she says. You guys, I had note cards from my wedding. Yes. I lost my list of who gave me what in a move. (laughs) So I had like 300 thank you cards, you know. Oh, no. Yes, I know. So yeah, this is a great idea. So she takes those cards, these thank you cards, and she prints a picture of a child and then glues it over the thank you for your act of sympathy message and yes. writes a small note of celebration to that child. You know? So cool. For young kids, she says, the note and the picture of themselves smiling and achieving has been wonderful. And so really, you can make any note card with friends or family members special to celebrate oh. those small moments, right? Yes. You got an A on your test. You did your homework. You went to bed on time. You brushed your teeth. Yeah. You could just do that and make it special and your kids would love it. Oh my gosh. So great. That's so fantastic. Thank you for that one. So this next voicemail came from Erica and I love this little everyday celebration that Erica has to share with us. Hi, awesome. So we have a plate that is bright red and we use it anytime our kids need to pick me up or have good grades or did good in a game or we just want to celebrate some other ordinary thing that they did. That evening for dinner, whatever kid or parent we pick gets the bright red plate. We call it the celebration plate. Okay, well, before we wrap up, when we were talking about this episode in the Sort of Awesome Hangout group, a couple of people asked, hey, when you guys are discussing this, can we talk about some celebration ideas that do not involve food? Some of them were talking about having allergy-sensitive family or just wanting to kind of break out of the box of always looking at celebrations equal food, which I myself need to work on as well. So we thought of a couple of, just kind of a quick list of ideas that you can put together with a little bit of forethought for celebrating in ways that don't involve food. In fact, Kelly, off mic, before we started recording, you were telling me about a cool idea that you guys have. Right. We're just trying to do more time spent together because that's something that our kids really value, our family really values, instead of food. Because, I man, I relate to this. So many of our big celebrations and even little celebrations revolve around food. Let's go get donuts. Let's go get ice cream. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. But we just said, can we do something as a celebration that doesn't involve eating? 
So yes. we're trying to just say, let's spend time together as a reward instead of just saying, let's go get something as a treat. So one of the things, this is in a big celebration, but it's a way we're trying to incorporate this, is we are saying at Thanksgiving, let's go for a family walk, you know, while the turkey's cooking, just because we want to get outside and do something and spend time together. And especially in the part of the country and the world that we live in, Thanksgiving could be really pretty nice or it could be snowing. And so the idea of saying, we're going to go for a walk no matter what. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's 13 degrees. I don't care if it's snowing. We are going to go for a walk. It's a fun like tradition that we're trying to incorporate. And also it's that time spent together and saying what we really value, what we're thankful for is not just the food on our plate. It's the people. And so it's a way for us to try to prioritize the people. But man, we are always looking for new ways to incorporate celebrations that aren't just food-based. Yes, definitely. A couple of things that I thought of that you can do. What made me think of this is I have an owl collection that I actually haven't added to in years, but I started it back in college. And for big milestones, either I or Kyle would go and pick out a new owl to add to my collection. I think we stopped around the time the twins were born because... I had to put them all up way up high and they have not come down yet. But that was really fun and like tangible way to mark a celebration was adding to my owl collection. So maybe it could be a favorite things collection like that. It could be something like a charm bracelet that maybe you buy for yourself or give to one of your kids and you add a special charm for new events or even like little trinkets. The twins would rather have like a squishy from the grocery store checkout than you know, then gum or candy or whatever. And so add a little something to a collection can be a good way to celebrate that's not food. Of course, we think of things like maybe a big indulgence in something that's a treat that you wouldn't normally do, like maybe tickets to the theater or indulge in a spa day that is not necessarily built around food, but it's marking a thing. This is a really big deal. Even something fun like touring your town, especially if you live in a town that's interesting Or maybe challenge yourself if you think you live in a boring town, like challenge yourself to dig in. And when new things happen or you're marking a big occasion, then you go do something really fun right there in the city that you live in. The last one I, of course, want to mention is making a donation to honor a cool thing that's happened for you or your family that will make an impact on someone on the other side of the planet, maybe. For example, you know, I'm always talking about World Vision, a huge fan of World Vision and the work they do all around the world. And so let's say you are celebrating great grades on this round of report cards. Maybe together as a family, you could look in the education section of the World Vision catalog and send school supplies or art and music lessons or soccer balls to kids somewhere else on the planet to celebrate the good work that your kids were doing in their local school. So... If you have other non-food celebrations, you know that we would love to hear about those too, because I'm always looking for ideas along those lines as well. So the last voicemail that we're going to listen to is from Heather, and she has a story for us and a reminder when it comes to all things celebration that I know the Austins will appreciate hearing. Hey, Megan Kelly, it's Heather calling from Denver, Colorado. I have um, a little bit of a different take on this idea of creating celebrations and um, bringing fun to the everyday or to those maybe not so hallmarky popular holidays. So I post this tip on the eve of St. Patrick's Day every single year on Facebook to all my new mama friends. And I wanna share it with my awesome friends too. 
So it's the eve of St. Patrick's Day. Every single year, I find myself standing in the grocery store aisles trying to find one last box of Lucky Charms. I go to the cashier and I have to beg two rolls of pennies off of the cashier out of her till so that I can recreate the pots of gold that I first created when my oldest daughter was two. So my daughters now are 12 and 8 and every year they expect to see the pots of gold and um, the leprechaun shenanigans and the box of lucky charms and to be honest with you this is not an important or really all that fun tradition for me to maintain and so i'm reminded at on the eve of every saint patrick's day to be thoughtful about the celebrations to not feel the pressure to adopt everyone else's traditions and celebrations and to embrace a celebration or a tradition um, that fits well with your family, that fits with your family flow, fits with your family time, fits with your family finances. Um, so just be thoughtful, Awesomes, as you hear what I know will be a million fantastic ideas. Be thoughtful about what you implement in your house because you will might find yourself on the eve of St. Patrick's Day, trying to beg rolls of pennies off the cashier and really coming to um, maybe even resent rather than embrace that tradition. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for joining with us and helping us put this episode together. It has been so much fun to hear how you all celebrate the awesome in the everyday. If you would like to talk more with us about this on social media, Kelly, remind everybody where you can find you all around the web. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly at Lovewell or on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewellblog. Okay. And I'm at Sorta Awesome Meg on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the show over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.